Welcome to the Real Live Faith Podcast. I'm Shelby. And I'm Janice. Life is a parable. All of creation points to God the Creator. We're going to be talking about how we see this in action in our everyday lives and how we use our good days and our mess-ups to grow in our relationship with the Lord. We don't know in what season of life you find yourself currently, but let this be a season of new life and growth. Join us as we talk about having real faith in real life. In today's episode, we're talking about having intentional friendships. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I go through different seasons with friends and friendships in my life. Yeah, and sometimes I think that's because they come and go. We don't ever spend more than just a few years with the same person at a time. That's true. And it makes it hard sometimes to pour into each other intentionally when it is that way. Yeah, it seems like we're waiting on their next season of life because it's inevitable that they're just going to move on or we're going to move on. Or for myself, might be because I'm in a busy season of my life and I just don't have the time to intentionally pour into other friendships. So today we want to spend some time talking about how we as women do struggle with having intentional friendships and why we struggle. Sometimes we feel like we have to be everything to everyone or we feel the pressure to meet every need as they arise or to show up to every function. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have struggled with that feeling like I have to be and do all the things, just trying to make every activity that comes up my activity. So why does this happen? I think a main reason is the lies of the enemy. You know, the enemy makes us feel guilty when we don't extend ourselves in a million different ways. The enemy is the one saying to us, you didn't go to you know, whatever this function was, you didn't do whatever that action was because you're lazy, you're, you're selfish, you need to be more people-minded. You know, and the world tells us that living intentionally means to work hard at creating the life we want. So we make all the lists, we buy all the planners, we, we start trying to land the perfect job, and eventually it gets us burnt out and burdened down because no matter how hard we work, we cannot live intentionally without putting God first. Yeah, and that's exhausting, and it it pulls us away from people, and we get burned out so easily, and sometimes we feel like nobody cares about us because we reach out to everybody all the time, and they don't return it because there's so many of them. And Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. This whole passage is talking about how when we work for Christ, it's easy, and we shouldn't have to be burdened to go pour into other people. It shouldn't be hard to find the time to be a good friend to someone. Those verses are also really good explaining why being everything for everyone is not what we're called to do. His yoke, Christ's yoke, is easy, and his burden is light. So not every activity is going to be our activity. That verse says, my yoke. So we need to ask the Lord before we commit to things. You know, he's the one who knows our schedule. He knows the things that are going to come up. He knows how we're going to be feeling on that day because he's already gone before us. So we need to be checking with him. He knows our future. And just like not every activity is our activity, not every person is our person to pour into. We're not called to be best friends with every person we come into contact with. We need personal relationships with godly people who can push us toward Christ. Okay, so what does biblical intentionality mean? 
Well, let's just start by defining what the word intentional means. It means something that's done on purpose. It's deliberate. And so what are some tangible ways to then show intentional friendship? You know, when we say to show up and be present and engage, we're talking about having fun together, you know, make each other a priority, encourage and support each other, talk with each other every day, call each other, you know, don't just message on Facebook, don't just text, but call each other and talk, talk face to face or let them hear your voice, you know, pray for them. Maybe you meet each other for coffee or maybe you go out to lunch, go to a movie together or volunteer to help with their children, or any kind of housework that maybe they need extra help getting caught up on, like laundry. Invite their family over for a play date or for dinner. Just be real and vulnerable most of all. Engage with one another and ask maybe for advice or what their opinion is on something. Just simply doing life together is a great summary of all of that. So instead of having a million different surface level acquaintances, as I like to call them, people that you're not really close to, we should pick just one person to pour into. Instead of having a giant ocean of people to surround ourselves with, pick one who can be our ministry partner. Or a few people. Maybe you're able to handle a little more because maybe your life allows you more time. If you don't have kids, if you're single or your kids are grown, you know, whatever season of life you're in, maybe your time can allow more than one person. So maybe you have a small pool of people, but again, like you said, not this huge ocean of just superficial friendships. The reason is because intentional friendships are meant to bring growth and change into our lives. Sometimes it hurts and sometimes it's great joy. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. That's good. And I heard a quote somewhere, and I'm not sure who said it or where I read it, but it's in your season of singleness, before you get married, start looking for your bridesmaids to gather before you look for the groom. So what that basically means is to find a few good godly women and girls your own age to disciple you and to walk through life with you in your spiritual walk with Christ before you worry about any other relationship. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is to establish good godly friendships with people who can minister to your spirit. So we've talked about the struggle with having intentional friendships and we've talked about how the enemy is sometimes involved in that and the result of what happens when we overextend ourselves, you know, getting tired, getting burned out and what God's word has to say about that. So what are some things that we can keep in mind? What are some things that we can tangibly do to help ourselves to have more intentional friendships? One thing we can do is make an effort to be present. Whenever you commit to something, let your yes be yes and your no be no, as Matthew 5:37 tells us. If you're gonna to commit to something, then do it. Be accountable, be a person of integrity, be someone who is trustworthy. And don't do things out of obligation. You know, don't attend all of the things because you feel like you have to or because you want to keep up your appearance to people. They can tell when you're there just because you feel like you have to be versus when you're there because you want to be. Another thing that goes along with that is don't do things out of guilt. Sometimes as women, we feel really guilty when we don't go and help certain people, especially if they have helped us in the past. 
Another thing is not responding in haste. You know, wait before you give an answer. Don't immediately say, yeah, I'll come. Because do you really want to go or are you going because you want that person to like you or because of any other reason? So these intentional relationships are modeled after God's desire for an intentional relationship with us. Yes, he's the one who shows us how to be intentional with others because that's how he is with us. So as we've talked today about having intentional friendships, this is not a one-sided effort. You really need to find friends who can be intentional and pour into you just the same. Exactly. And that makes me think of Paul and Timothy's friendship in the New Testament books of Acts and First and Second Timothy. We need to be a Paul and pour into someone. And we also need to be like Timothy and find ourselves a Paul to pour into us. So think about who is your Paul and who is your Timothy? Because our best friends should be committed Christ followers who encourage us spiritually and whom we are actively encouraging. It's not necessarily selfish to want to have friends who pour into you. That's how the body of Christ works. We're a family who give to each other all the time. And giving to someone means someone else is going to be giving to you. They're going to be pouring into you, just as Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is not to say that we only focus on godly relationships and friendships and ignore all other relationships and potential encounters. We are to be a light in our relationships and conversations with non-believers as well. And so we need to make the most of every opportunity we have to share Christ with those around us. Yeah, it's good to have those few people who can minister to you and who you can minister to in a godly way because Jesus even picked out those 12 men, his disciples, to do life with. And he was so close to them that even when he was on the cross, he entrusted Peter with his mom after he died so that Peter would take care of her. But Jesus still made time to minister to people outside of those 12. He made time to pour into people who were hurting and who needed him. Yes, we need to actively be pursuing both types of friendships, ones that contribute to our spiritual walk and ones to whom we can contribute, believers and non-believers. A good example of this is found in Luke 19 verses 5 and 6. It says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Jesus saw Zacchaeus and he did not pass him by. Jesus intentionally connected with him. He didn't merely want to preach to Zacchaeus or try to convert him. He, Jesus wanted to have a real relationship with Zacchaeus. It started with a meal and it went on to spending time together. And something that just came to mind is that it does not take a village. You know, the world tries to tell us it takes a village to raise a child. You know, it takes a village. I I don't want the village raising me. I don't want the village raising my children. It doesn't take a village. It takes a body, the body, the body of Christ. And I think that's why Christian friendships are so important. We need each other. It takes the whole body of Christ working together to build each other up, to encourage one another. And that's really where we find community and fellowship and unity is in the body, not the village. Paul uses a great illustration of the human body to relate to how the community of Christians works in 1 Corinthians 12. The point is that as believers, we should care for one another because we are all part of the same body, and this involves having intentional friendships. 
we may be tempted to think that we don't have time to get involved or invested in having intentional friendships, but Jesus commands us to. He set the example, and he got it from his Father. He even commands us in John 13, verses 34 and 35. He says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, you also love one another. And that's how the world is to know that we are his disciples, that we have love for one another. He also goes on in John 15, verses 12 through 15, about the extent of his love that we are to imitate. So he tells us how we are to relate to one another. And he even goes on to say, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So it's not just sacrificing your life, but it also includes your time, your resources, you know, sacrificing your fleshly desires. We're to set ourselves and our wants aside, and we're to consider another person. And so again, Christ set this example for us. It's found in Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5, and it says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Don't merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. So there he shows us, he sets the example. It was found in him, and it is now to be found in us as well. The best way to obey what these verses tell us is to have intentional friendships. You know, get your hands dirty and get involved in the lives of others around us because there is such a need for relationships, especially just in our our immediate community, in your own town. There's people who are hurting. There's people who are lonely and need that human connection, and we can be that for them. And the way we are to do that is to show up, to engage and love them and serve them and see how God uses us. So we want to challenge you today to pray and ask the Lord to put someone on your heart, someone that you can pour into, someone that you can spend intentional time with and build up in their walk with the Lord. Disciple them, love them, share life with them, and then build a relationship with another person that can pour into you. There may be hard times where you get tired and wore out and you need that encouragement. You need someone to come alongside you and lift you up. And help you to stay accountable to your walk with the Lord. So let's move away from these surface level relationships and instead try to develop more intentional friendships. If you have not placed your faith in Christ, why wait? Seek him and call on his name for salvation. Confess that you are a sinner and repent of your sin. Surrender to Jesus today and place your trust in him as Savior and Lord of your life. Thanks for listening to the Real Life Faith Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share us with others so they too can learn about living out real faith in real life. You can check out our blog and shop at reallifefaith.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Gab Social. Don't forget to sign up for our emails to receive exclusive subscriber content. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.